0: Spook. What? Can you believe someone is accusing us of being bought out by Mark Corder? What? (laughs) Welcome to the Collingwood Ran. I'm Sly. And I'm, you can have me, $3.99 spook. <laughs> uh, first game with the new coach, Robert Harvey. we got a new coach. We have a new coach. Oh, well done to Collingwood. How quick
1: was that? They got a new coach. A caretaker Fantastic.
0: Coach. A caretaker. Let me out since we're on the what, caretaker. What, what, what does that mean? He looks after the lockers? No, he looks after the team oh. in absence of a senior coach. New beauty. Easier to write man for the caretaker role. Oh well, what's his win-loss record look like? A uh, 0-1 now. So he's 100% loss record. So far. Why haven't we sacked him? Why is he so reviled? I mean, I read message boards, I talk to people.
1: I think Revolved played for... Uh, reviled,
0: reviled. Why is he so reviled? I don't understand all this. Because he's part of the problem. He might be part of the he's problem. He's been there 412 years. Well, could we have pursued anyone else to fill that role? Um, Nathan Buckley. No, anyone else as a caretaker. Uh, you?
1: You? Anyone with a few more qualifications? Um, I don't know. Couldn't we have just gone out to the mark and got the best coach available? I know. Like Isn't it... that how it works? You just like I'll ring someone up and get the best coach available. Well, people. Some people are saying, well, couldn't we have gotten
0: someone else, someone better credentialed or better qualified or better fit? I mean, obviously, let's say Sam Mitchell or Adam Uze or anyone else. Actually, Jack McHale. Well, anyone currently has a coaching position right now, so they can't just leave. I mean, so you're in, there's a club of people that just sit at home
1: waiting for the phone to ring to, yeah, to be so, so, to get a caretaker role?
0: No, because I've seen this. I've seen this. It's like it's You've a, seen it before. It's, it's a specious argument that you can just go get someone else. So Sam Mitchell will leave Hawthorne to come coach Collingwood for nine games with no guarantee that he'll get that job and no guarantee that Hawthorne will take him back. And why would Hawthorne take him back if he left them for nine games? I mean, So who else could you actually get? Because you're not going to be able to get someone out of the system and someone out of the system are probably going to be hitting the list of potential uh, replacements. So who else could they get? I mean, actually, I was thinking they could have actually only got Nick Maltas, which would have been ironic for nine games. <laughs> He'd do it. I reckon he would have done it too. I reckon that would have actually been I'll interesting. It, I'll give it a crack. I've got unfinished business. But it, it's, um, why, it goes back to why is Robert Harvey so reviled? Why Why do people dislike him so much based on... No one has any evidence, as far as I know. Anyone who's writing about him isn't in the system and hearing the way he speaks to players or anything like that. Uh, I hear good things about him, so I don't actually understand... Having said that, I mean, I, I, he's not going to be the senior coach because they obviously want to look outside no, the current gene pool. pretty
1: obvious. I mean, you've got to have someone to, to, to essentially just fill in the next nine weeks. It's, as I said last week, it, it's a chance for him to advertise his wear to any uh, potential suitors. He's not staying around as a, an assistant. He must know that. Um, I'll do this, have a crack, and see what uh, how the public or how the media, all the important people, judge me on my performance of nine weeks. Because, you know, you have to know that you're not getting the role. I think, I think that'd nice. be Unless out. you yeah. won every game, which you can't
0: do now, but unless you won every other it's game. It's an opportunity. Yeah. It's an
1: opportunity to say, well, maybe I could be good. Well, I actually found this interesting because
0: going to this game, he went back to Mason Cox, which Mason Cox seemed banished by Nathan Buckley. He went back to the attempt at cox Cameron combination, which we'd done in the preseason against Richmond, and I think they kicked about six goals between them, so they'd actually look good. So he went and tried... Two tall forwards, which Buckley has pretty much stayed away from. Uh, he seemed to play players in positions that they were good at rather than speculative positions. When things were fizzling, he moved uh, Jamie Elliott really quickly further into the game because he was just getting shut out. Uh, watching him, I actually thought they did... It felt like they were trying to move the ball a lot quicker at times. Doesn't why deceive always deceived me
1: at the end. Was Roughhead in the forward line?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Innovative. Yep. Um, They tried to move the ball a lot quicker or play on them quicker often. I mean, often they got, uh, which is a holdover from the Buckley era, is often they had too many players behind the ball. So when someone won it, they looked up and there was no one to kick it to. Uh, And there's times we've just got players who are like what I call stoppers and proppers. They get the ball, going to pass it. No, no, no.
1: Let me just keep running in an ever-diminishing circle.
0: And by the time they work it out, everyone's fluttered back. And there's got, I mean, someone like, I think Chris Mayne tends to do that. He doesn't move the ball quickly. He grabs it, then he examines all his options, and he goes sideways 10 metres. Not enough players who just are willing to take the game on. Quaynell was really quiet. Noble was streaky. Chris tried, but was hot and cold. He uh, yeah, did some good things, did some bad things. Uh, I'm not defending, you know, the loss because I, I don't do that, but it felt like a game where they just come off a bye and a lot of guys just weren't quite in sync. You know, they running around like they were still half asleep. So, disappointing to lose, but, you know, someone's, you know, oh, a lot of people are going to sort of think, oh, is Harvey just perpetuating what buck we had at the club? Well, I think give maybe a little bit of time to try and.
1: Well, you, when you've played a certain way for a certain period of time, I can't imagine it just turns off. Some of it's now become habit. Yeah. And so it's going to take a little while for that to be weeded out. Um, So, like, I wasn't particularly upset or anything with with the the result. I mean, I'll I'll be honest here. Um, There was a a slight sense of uh, I'd I'd actually want to see him win for the first time in ages. I was a little bit energised about... um, Because the thing is, and you don't want to make this into a prick statement, is that... Prick. Part of the losing, it just meant that it was an end to the previous coach. Now, it's got to obviously upset a few people um, going back to that. But um, it just felt like now that that's gone and the three. Well, the thing is, you're you worried or I was worried about um, that the winning was just going to prolong this, that we were going to go through another two-year contract extension, and all of it just felt like it was the wrong thing to do. Once that stopped and you knew that, that you had space... Um, away from a particular individual, it, it re-engages you a little bit that you now suddenly go, well, the stakes that was making me really not sort of be, you know, embraced with, with winning all the time. And as stupid as that sounds, but when the season had turned, started to turn into the shit, there Round was no... Two. Yeah, there was no... <laughs> there's no real point in, in winning to, to no. just put another band-aid over the problem. And that's where I'm getting at with that is that now that that's gone... <clears throat> yeah, I was probably more invested in a game than I have been for a while. Oh, and is... so the fact that we, we we came close and didn't get away with the win or anything like that, it doesn't bother me at the moment. It's just more about what are you going to do around change? How's the structures going to look differently? How's the ball movement going to suddenly become um, something exciting to see again? They're the things I want to see come out of the rest of the year. Oh, no, the, the wins are almost, apart from the fact... We have no traffic. pick. That's the problem. Where That's where it all falls apart, that there's no benefit in actually finishing lower. Some wins, though, I think would be good, but I don't expect to win all nine games. Eight will be enough. Yeah. As, I, as, as Scott Bayo used to say. It wasn't, it wasn't Scott Bayo? It was uh, Willie Williams, Ames.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is the first game I look forward to watching
1: for a while.
0: Even if we lost, which ultimately we did, it was just to watch with a sense of, I don't know what's going to happen here. You know, we might try a few things. We might play with some abandon. And under Buckley, it became so regimented you knew that wasn't going to happen until that final game where they played with a bit of freedom and all that. So watching this game, I really just had a sense of being reinvigorated, even though the season is over, I'm sure. I mean, maybe someone will tell me we can still mathematically make the finals. But knowing that I didn't have to face a framework that had been... Oh, hammered into place over 10 years and we should asphyxiated the way we played at, for every year but one. Just thought, you know, I'm going to enjoy watching this. And I did. I mean, I, I hated that we lost, but I actually enjoyed that, you know, I think that, that, I, I think Harvey's getting criticized for really just sort of cloning Buckley style, but actually there was things I saw which I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens next. I don't want him a senior coach simply because I want him to go outside their gene pool. I hope he goes on and does well for his own
1: career. With the deficiencies that we have there, there's no instant fixes. You, you, no. You're not just going to ring up a centre-half forward on the weekend and say, do you want to come and play eight games for us? But we might ring up a Ruckman and go, <laughs> do you want to play centre-half forward? <laughs> um, so you, you dealt the hand. That, was it, what's the saying? You, you've got you to play the hand, hand, you, you dealt. dealt. Um, and I mean, unfortunately for Harvey, he went
0: into this week. I mean, some someone will say, oh, well, look, you know, we played well against Melbourne, now we didn't play well. But it's like, well, hang on, you now lost your all-Australian centre-half back. And you lost the goalie, who was a pretty instrumental midfielder, for a suspension. Um, so he went into it, and then
1: he lost McCreary to
0: a hamstring in the first. I
1: don't know, Who's out for six weeks? weeks Can yeah. you believe it? It's just a normal thing for a hamstring. Yeah. I think calling whatever injury you have, you just double the outcome. Oh, well, you triple it. So um, he apparently went- he's going to be okay for the end of season trip, though. Great. Where are they going? Like Sandringham? Springvale? Springvale? Ford so they're going the line. To the Fordline. Yeah. An uncharted territory.
0: Let me ask you something. Do the umpires have a club and this club would be called how can we fuck Brayden Maynard with a block interpretation?
1: <laughs> yeah. I think it was remarked in the media it's true that he must be the first player in the history of the game to be impinged for a, for a front on charge where he didn't actually make contact with the other player. That was, that was a fucking hard thing to watch.
0: Let me let me address this to the AFL, should you be watching, as I know you are. AFL, you are a fucking moronic organization. You run around with this big commentary on duty of care of players not getting hurt. But for that rule, you must run and keep your eyes on the ball. And who gives a fuck if you run into a train? Keep your eyes on the ball at all times. God forbid that a player might stop, check where he is, before he runs into traffic or anything. No, just run blindly and get fucking hurt and then we'll hear like You took your mate, eyes off the ball mate. Yeah took your it's eyes so off the pirated. ball. And as, soon as Maynard, the main other one goes geez that was one of the worst decisions I've seen. There was the other one the early one too which was not a block. I think it was Quain or kicked out of the defense and the Fremantle player was just running past and intercepted it and you ran within the protective zone you ran like two meters away from Quain there should have been 10 meters clear. They got a goal from that at a pivotal time and some of the umpiring was fucking deplorable. Honestly you cannot keep excusing poor umpiring when it's that bad. If you had a player that did something that bad, you'd be going, well, I don't want to see him again next week. But apparently, if I'm firing, it's fucking fine. I have it on good authority. It's because of COVID. Ah, well, naturally. Mason Cox, keep a flick. Um, so long and thanks for all the fish. I'd try him again. Like I said, I'm happy that Harvey's trying no, that well, for line. The,
1: the, the problem I have is, is the limited viewings I've had of Lynch. I'm really excited by Lynch. Yeah, that, you need to get rid of Grundy. <laughs> well... That ain't going to happen, so we have to play this realistically. Um, if there's a choice between Cox and Lynch tomorrow, who would you pick? Cox. Would you? Yeah. I mean, uh, would you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> if Lynch had a brilliant game as a Ruckman, okay, if Grundy's in the side, Lynch isn't going to play as a Ruckman, he's going to play as a forward.
1: And I haven't seen anything to convince me that Lynch will offer more than Cox as a fourth. Well, no, there's that. I mean, I can see where you're coming from on that. But all I can see is some of his uh, sublime little tap work in the last couple of weeks. He dominated the VFL game um, best on ground. He's he's clearly got weapons there. Now, I'd rather, at this stage of their age careers, lose Cox rather than fatten up someone and get a second-round pick who could be good. I'd, I'd rather invest... My time over the next few years in in the Lynch basket than the Cox one, and that's not to say I I, I don't hate Cox by any stretch. That um dunch. Um, that I, I I still think long term value. A long term value Lynch
0: is the better prospect. Yeah. Now the question is, can he play forward? I mean, the question is, can well, Cox no, play well, forward? The Cox well, is always gonna miss. But in terms of you trying to win games, or if you're trying to um, pump games in the kids of the future, don't be playing Lynch rather than Cox. But from purely structural point of view, I'd be playing Cox. Again, I, I mean, you didn't have a great game, but again, you know, delivery and all that sort of shit. You um, talk about Cox or Cam. Yeah, Cameron. Cox. Yeah. And you look at that game, I mean, there's a lot of players. Mm-hmm. Crane was quiet, Dacos was quiet, Poulter was quiet. Um, there's quite a few, you know, Elliot was a lot quieter and all that. So. I sort of get annoyed at these games where you lose, and then someone will just zero in on one player and go, "That player was terrible." It's like, well, hang on, there was about fifteen other guys who weren't that great, you know. So maybe there is something about coming off the buy; they weren't quite into
1: it. Yeah, um, I think the thing that disappointed me with Cox was was those gettable misses. Yeah. Um, that's, I think, where you get tipped in the frustration stakes of that. Yeah. And it's easy to look back at, and everyone always looks back at those isolated moments. You can have a, a reasonably good game, but people will fucking hone in on the three things you did wrong. Yeah, I agree. People are idiots.
0: Good.
1: Final thoughts about the game? Um, well, you know, I haven't been able to say this for a while, but I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next week. And I think that'll probably be a, a staple for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah. Good on them. VFLW side finished the season undefeated. Oh, good on them. Playing, they don't, they, don't they do this every year, though? <laughs> they, they beat Geelong in the last round. They're going to play Geelong in the qualifying final. Oh,
1: how could this possibly go wrong?
0: Yeah. Uh, apparently, Don Pike is firm as coaching favourite. I don't know where that comes from.
1: Oh, well, there's about 48 firm favourites. Yeah. Uh, Voss was one I heard. Voss is a firm favourite. I don't know where that one came from. Probably from Voss. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm a firm favourite. Uh, and this just commentate on this tweet that came out. PM6 design, Uh, he tweeted the Pies membership, which, you know, do they respond? Hi there, after the board sacrificed and uh, sacked my man at NCB uh, underscore CFC so that they can use the excuse of finding a new coach to not be forced into an EGM, I'd since like to cancel my membership of 17 years. Thank you Collingwood Football Club for the last 17 years. As you were.
1: Was that signed E. (laughs) McGuire?
0: No. Thank him for the last 17 years. Thank you for like one year out of that 17. And then Nathan Buckley came out and said, Don't do it, mate. Club is bigger than any individual. Write it out. You'll fall in love again. I've no doubt. Love heart. What do you think about that? Because Buckley is being called magnanimous to show that, you know, I don't know you call it. Kindness, that Generosity.
1: What what did um what did E Maguire ride back with? After that, was there a follow on?
0: Please make me president again.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> could have been a contender. Did um, you think, yep. Will you say something? No. Was there a reply back to what happened? No, no, Maguire, no I, he, I didn't read any further than did that. He, did he resume cause, his membership?
0: Because I don't care if you want to give up after seventeen years. All I can say to you is good decision. <laughs> uh Levi Greenwood retired. The pig. The pig, the pig's gone. The goat retired. The pigs flown the coop. Thank you, Levi. Always loved when you were in the side. Was that from NCBFC? Uh, <laughs> no, um, you know, I was always, I always loved Levi Greenall's hardness. I always missed when he wasn't in the side because he lacked those sort of players. He had that mongrel about him that makes you feel that players around him are standing taller. Yep. Collingwood's midfielder has been scheduled for free 20 Pm Sunday at the MCG.
1: Is that COVID pending? No, no, it's been scheduled so that's fixed. What Jeff- if what if what if three people in the state have a runny nose? Is the whole um the whole competition cancelled this weekend? Possibly. Jeff- well, I don't know
0: where it all stands anymore. Jeff Brown said we weren't getting gun slots, and look at that, three twenty PM Sunday. How gun how gun a slot is that? That's a gun slot. So, McCreary's out for six weeks. Lucuria? McCreary? McCreary. <laughs> McCreary's out for six weeks with a. So, he's not playing this week then? No,
1: he won't be playing. It's six weeks from today? It's no. not six weeks from he next week? He's not playing again for oh. the whole year. Because it's hard to tell with Collingwood hamstrings. They're finical little, uh, finical. finicky little. Finical. Finicky. Finicky. Finicky little. Just making uh, up words now. <laughs> oh, it's a finical world.
0: Apparently, everyone in reserves had a great game, so you can bring anyone up. Will Kelly.
1: Um, kick three goals, I believe, yeah. I think. And uh, Liam McFarland. Uh, begin Gidevin. again. He uh, kicked three. Uh, I Henry, think everyone kicked three this Henry, week.
0: Henry was great. Yeah, we What six... mighty
1: VFL side were we playing? I don't know. I, I don't follow us that closely. No, it was, it was so it's, I don't think they're really good, are they?
0: I don't know. Um, 66, so we kicked 66 goals, apparently. Who what went? When? St Kilda had that great win against Richmond, who were finished. It was a good win. Richmond had finished. Yeah, two goals for a game. I mean, seriously.
1: Bucks was probably sitting there going, I could have coached a win out that. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with their scoring rate, he said. <laughs> if anything, they scored too much. I uh, watched that game, Skilda
0: actually look really good. Who, what, where? They've been inconsistent this year, so we don't know what we're going to get next, year, uh, next week. Not next year. Well, next year we don't know what we're going to get either. So what do you feel about going into this
1: game? Um, I'm looking forward to it. That's that's oh, about it. What's your tip? Eighty points? Um, yeah, I think um, Saint will win by eighty points, unless we win by eighty points, which is a hundred and sixty point turnaround. So we'll get we'll get <laughs> the goalie back. Yeah, um, are we getting anyone else back? No, we get the goalie back. That's it. Is, that, it, all, is that what we're we'll up to look for? At this time
0: to? of the year, injury is a season-ending for Collingwood. So are you more... sure he's coming back then? He's come back from suspension. Oh, well, that's season-ending for Collingwood, isn't it? You wish, but um... he,
1: he would have damaged something in that impact. I, don't know. I still don't know why he got reported and suspended. Was he scowling at someone? Who? Dugowie? Yeah. Oh, something to do with his shoulder hitting someone in the head on the way past, wasn't it? Allegedly. Allegedly. So he's tip. Um. stiff. I mean, that's the hard thing is to, to read what the, the forward line of the Saints is. They could be on a high after their uh, big win against the running premiers and uh, destroyers by 80 points. Or they could uh, just turn up and uh, be average, and we'll run over the top of them. I, mean, I think we'd, um, this could be against this old club. This could be Harvey's. Uh, this could be the making of Harv's. I think. It, I think we'll win by um, twenty-two points. I think we'll win by eleven points. Final
0: segment, something new called President Watch.
1: Oh, good. I'm, I mean, I've been looking forward to this. Um, now we've been pretty quick on this show so far. So, so I'm assuming watch. that we've got about an hour of coverage. About so, what's it's been a week. Um, uh, Brown highlighted his uh, seven, seven, points. seven points with uh, with no solutions. Now we have the solutions, don't we? What are they? Give them to me. Okay, so solution one. So, it's hard to argue with that one, really. It is hard
0: it? to fault that. I cannot find a single
1: fault with that. All right, well, um, enough of him. The little P, what's he said this week? Because surely his uh, yeah. he's, he's, he's retorts that they should go on for about a month. Let's hear him. Let's hear nah, him. Let's right. go. Come on. It's really hard to fault these guys for their eloquence and their you know, insight. The problem I'm having now, as is, is, is someone who may or may not be eligible to vote anymore, I can't split the two of them. I, I'm really not leaning one way or the other. Do you think maybe um, once they put something into print, that might influence me a little bit better? The silence, though, what do you read into it? It's, it's, it's making me think that maybe this is the, the most cleverest in the world of clever tactics.
0: Also, so we saw the Chief last week and we were speaking about this, and the Chief mentioned that when Buckley resigned, who was not front and center on that
1: table? Eddie McGuire. Exactly. And who else wasn't front and center? Um, what's his name? Uh, Phil Designs, PM6 Design, because <laughs> he'd already chucked his membership away. So Mark
0: Corder wasn't on the table there, wasn't he? To break the news the way Eddie would have done.
1: And so Eddie would have been in the middle and would Bucks would have been over there and uh, who's his henchman? Was it Wasteless? He normally hangs out these things even He would have come along for that, wouldn't
0: he? But the point that Chief made was that it was interesting that you know you finally have a president who just sort of said, this is not about me, I'm going to step to the... It's you know, just a jump to the left. Yeah, I'm going to remain in the shadows there. Like a um, vampire. Why not? You know, and just let Buckley have this moment. So I thought that was actually interesting. So Brown might be doing something similar. He's just saying, I have no need to comment at the moment. I am just going to let this play out until the board is spilled. I've heard he said he's going to let his silence do the talking for him. Well, let's certainly do the talking. Should he say something? Fuckin' knows. Should he showcase what he's got to offer for Collingwood's future? Or, because I've had this argument with 944 people, 944 times. They're saying he doesn't have to say anything until the EGM is triggered.
1: Uh, in any election, does the campaign trail start the weekend before? Yeah. Or would you not build momentum into something? Would you not be making your arguments and, 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 and proffering your solutions now for so that they're table for discussion?
0: Well, apparently... Wouldn't that make sense? I, do have I know nothing about this stuff, by the one way. One person I discussed, why should he say anything now because then the club will just rip off the intellectual property?
1: Is that how it works? Uh, so you go on the public record and say, these are my ideas. And the club like, go, oh, we were going to say it. <laughs> Damn it! That, that's all my words. I was going to... I had that written down last week. See, it's dated last Tuesday. Does it really work that way? I Fuck don't me. imagine
0: that that, I would actually think that's the reason you should be coming out first. So the other person can't come out and, you know, if, if um, Brown comes out and says, i want to do this, this, and this, and they're great ideas... Naturally, everyone's going to gravitate that way, and so they should, because he wins your support through his vision. And then the club doesn't really have anything they can offer other than, yeah, they're good ideas. And it just looks like, well, you have nothing. Now, if the club was to do that first, you'd be looking at it and going, well, maybe I trust the incumbents. Brown's not giving me anything. I will go where someone says something that interests me and shows me something for the future. Apparently, though, this battle's been won with silence. So everyone just run around and maybe that's the right thing because I mean I'm actually hearing people who are going well Brown doesn't have to say anything and I'm thinking well, well he's achieved that he's, he's he's it's genius then because he's not turning you on off so these people are just walking around yeah, he's good he's great just wait until the EGM he'll
1: say some stuff oh, that's going to be impactful statements uh, I mean seriously wouldn't you think that coming out now and talking about your vision and one of your um, complaint points from memory was that Brown hasn't given any sort of vision about what's happening moving forward. Wouldn't you think that that's a tactic that would then force... Um, um, did I say Brown? I mean Corder. Yeah. Um, would then force Corder's hand that he'd have to then go public because it force, would then be... It'd, it'd then force Brown's hand. Yeah, well, either way... It'd get it, your parts right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke like to start this again. One would start, <laughs> the other would have to then retort to, to, to give some well, sort some of... one would start of, and that same one would retort. Yeah. <laughs> I see you've lost me. Is this a COVID thing again? But you know what I'm saying is, is that once you so get somebody's got to, <laughs> <laughs> if you can understand what it is, please put it in the comments, and I'll get yes. it back to you next week. It
0: but... should open up the presidential discussion, or uh, you know, uh, the okay.
1: possibilities. Of... Because if you if you if you then release what your vision is, and the other party stays silent, it's going to be damaging towards them. All you need Long to do... term. look. All you need to do, if I had the. Um the
0: Gravitas and the Marquee to go for president, I would. And I would be selling this. I'm sick of this club being, oh, I shouldn't actually tell you, i will fucking steal it from me. And that will be me out of the job, out of the prospect. But I would be selling a vision and saying, this is what I want for this club. This is how I'm going to go about achieving it. You said it to me before, off camera, when we we're talking to Mark, uh, to um, when we we're talking off camera,
1: when he was giving us the money, yes,
0: the forty dollars he
1: bought us <laughs> with—that's twenty dollars each. It does not even buy us a slab. Isn't it sad that in these uh, cash-free times that even your jokes have their uh, their um budget reduced? Yeah, but I have
0: no idea what I was going to say. We just went on a tangent. You've no, say something. Offer us something. What's the point of being quiet? Uh, I don't. I'm not a politician, but you know, even Trump fucking said a few things before the elections, which is why he won that nomination, surprisingly, you know, surely you should be going out there and winning people over with some vision that you can sell to the masses. At this point, where Collingwood is with political uncertainty, no coach, sitting 16th on the ladder or wherever the fuck they are, uh, a a reboot happening in the football department in terms of the playing list and all that sort of shit, you could pretty much say almost anything and you'll Hook some supporters. So why not someone say something a little bit daring? Don't give us this bullshit. Oh, this is what you said, you know, fucking about identifying the points, but identifying the problems, but not the solutions. Based on identifying problems, we should have been president 19 years ago. Shouldn't, shouldn't we have? We should have been. We should have been fucking immediately. You know, so it's like, hey, give us some solutions. You know, fucking Brown says, oh, well, the indignity of sacking the coach mid-season. It's like, well, everyone fucking does it. So maybe you tell us what you would have done that would have made that situation
1: more palatable. And the thing is, too, like, um, there was a perception out there in, in the supporter base. As much as they had their supporters, Eddie and, and Buckley, there was plenty of people that had had enough. And so when, you, when they fell on their swords respectively and left, a lot of the angst travels with that. But, you know that guy and Jeff and a lot of the problems with the club the things that you were were calling for to be removed have gone so what's left there's just attacking the board now well obviously court is an issue because he's been there 14 years so it's like and I don't involved. disagree with that but the, you're running out of things to attack here is, is where I'm getting at and so it's in their interests at this point because anything you would say would be a problem seems to have been removed. And new solutions are the opportunity that you're going to bring in to fill these positions. Yeah. That's all that's left. Yeah. Well, you know, I... Have- so wouldn't you talk to talk a little bit about what... Well, my vision is this bloke here, and he's going to be really good at doing this. And these are areas of the club we think need to improve. This is what we're going to be investing our time into, these type of, uh, of people. Maybe they don't have a ticket ready. Maybe they're stalling for time. Well, even though they don't have a ticket we're ready, he's got to have a vision. He should have a vision. But they surely, both should have visions. Surely you've thought about this up until the point you've made the statement. Well, I think if, if I'm the right person for the job, I've got some ideas and I've got some people behind me.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, it so right. shouldn't that be declared sooner rather than later so people can get warm to the idea? I, we know what we've got with the incumbents. We, we are, There's a lot of uh, angst still around um, elements of that, but you know what you've got. They're tangible um, entities. We don't know what's standing over here beyond... The name Jeff Brown. Oh, look, but but both groups should be saying stuff. Uh, Absolutely. Paula
0: Curious said quite a bit in the article that was on him about the coach, the exhaustive process they're going to go through and all that, which is great. It was like, okay, there's something. Quarter said he was going to be a little P president in an article, so that was a joke that Eddie was a big P president, and Quarter's going to be sort of low profile compared to what Eddie was. Maybe that's what he's doing. He's just going to fly totally under radar, even though it might cost me because I want a different... Collingwoods and what Eddie wanted um problem with quarter is from the start when he started speaking he was framing things as well Dave what David Hatley's doing as a coup and doing all the apologies so that wasn't great no
1: that that just agitated and
0: if he actually said from the beginning hey I'm going to talk to David Hatley let's hear what he has to say I think a lot of people would have been one over to quarter but he went sort of on this wheedling type attack and all that um, probably the best thing I saw, I don't know who wrote it over this court or someone else, is when they actually rebuked Brown with the club statement. I thought, well, that was pretty cool. Shows me a bit of spine that, you know, you, you want to be running your club. Brown on the flip side, again, if I don't understand why you wouldn't reveal your vision, it's not like the club's going to pinch it. And if they pinch it, then you can say, well, they stole my vision. Um, if I was Brown for the moment, I announced the presidency, I wanted to be president. I would say, well, these are the issues straight away, not... A couple of months later, I would've said straight away, these are my issues. And then I would've started dropping things. I would've started, this is what I want to do. You know, I don't want the club to elect the coach unless I'm involved in the decision-making because I might be the president and I have strict requirements on who that coach, who I expect that coach to be. I want this. You know, I would have been doing... I would have been stuff, simple stuff like, this club's having an appalling injury profile over the last 10 years. I'm going to fucking examine that. I'm going to conduct an investigation. I'm going to bring in some bloody medical professionals and all that sort of shit. We're going to find out what the fuck is going on, if it's one thing or a combination of things or whatever. We're going to fix that. You tell me that, I will, I will go worship your fucking feet. Because I'm actually hearing stuff about problems we've whined about for years, but this person's now going, oh, here some things we're going to do to address that, rather than letting the guys, we're going to build a $67 million medical facility to
1: fix them after we've broken them. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's some of the stuff that, that bugged me with, with, the, with the quarter responses too. It's, and again, look, one of my biggest issues is, is that the club's it's, it's inability to read a room has been there forever under say, when you come out and make statements about, well, we're going to keep going the way things more or less are, we look at all the money that we got in the bank, all those usual fucking positives that have been pointed to for the last 10, 15 years, you can't fall back on them now. Not when the natives are restless like yeah. that. They should have been, rather than, again, put your head in the sand and pretend they don't exist, um, and then put some boo side side-by-side stuff up to, to sort of counter that, Um, when it clearly wasn't going to work, is the time that maybe you wave that flag and say, well, okay, again, maybe you misread the room. These are the areas that we want to focus on. So again, the importance of you coming out and delivering something as a a statement about where you want to move forward to is paramount right now. Yeah, I
0: I am frustrated with the vacuum that exists at the moment. Um, I want someone to fill it, to offer me something. I mean... Colin supporters are sort of desperate right now, so we'll grasp at anything, <laughs> and no one's offering anything, and that really is frustrating. And I totally disagree with everyone who says they don't have to say anything until the EGM. It's like, well, let's say we go to an EGM and Brown goes, well, the problem is players need to wear orange boots. They channel the spirit energy, and they're going to make us feel better. And you're going to be sitting there going,
1: "What Wake the fuck? Up.
0: Why the fuck did we come to an EGM to hear this shit?" Why are we wasting everyone's time? And I'm not saying Brown's gonna say it. I'm just
1: like, are you realistically gonna fit ten thousand people into an AGM though? I don't know
0: how they're gonna
1: hold in the middle of the MCG. Oh, be able to like a rally. Maybe they turn up like they do the American presidents. Do they? then not they turn up to these things in the back of trains? I don't know. If if they all
0: rally together, then I maybe just get a COVID tennis ball and go flick. <laughs> and then <laughs> I think we should oh, just nuke them all from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. sure. Yeah. Any final thoughts on anything to
1: do if anything to do with this rant? Uh, no, because it was a lot of uh, gibberish, really, at the end of the day. Yeah, it was. Um, but that's... that's um, maybe we should just um, take a leaf out of the, the incumbents and the uh, president Challenges. to be and just do a rant where for half an hour we say nothing. That's a great idea. It is, isn't it? It's innovative. Oh, yeah, no one can criticise us then. Maybe if we list, though, the week before, seven problems with the rant... And it's hard to stop at seven, I can see. But let's just do seven problems with the rand, and we'll address it the following week by saying absolutely nothing. How about we don't even bother recording it, we just tell them we did it? How would they know any different? We'll just put up a black screen. We've got a vision, we've got a vision, but we can't reveal it yet about how that silence episode is going to look. But you'll know about it one day.
0: The first you'll know about it is when you don't hear from it.
1: Well, how do you know you haven't heard from it though?
0: I know it's like if a if a rant makes no sound, was it really recorded? <laughs> if a rant falls in a forest, does it smell like bear shit? It's talking about rant or rant. Uh, the ranting rant. Yeah, okay. Anyway, that's it from us. Um, subscribe, like, comment, all that sort of stuff. Yep. Yep. You know the drill. And we'll
1: see you out there next week. See you on the highway, skag.